Shut up and sit down. I'm totally gonna go vegan this season. You shaved your legs? Does shaving your legs really make a difference? Man, shaved legs make such a difference. Look at that guy with the hairy legs. You are listening to The Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Optional listening required. Totally going vegetarian this season. Eating is cheating, man. I think protein is really gonna help me out in my season. Hey, man, do you have a gel? Do you guys have some lube I can borrow? All right, welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Fondering, and I'm here with Lance Epler. Lance Romance, coming at you live from the studio. Here I am. Thank you for listening, and I'm happy to be here. Hi, Lance. Cool. <laughs> that's, that's a, a long-winded one. I know, that's <laughs> a very long-winded. It's a lot to follow, Evan. What do you think? What do you got to say? Well, okay, what are we drinking? But I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to fake here. Kit Kit does not drink caffeinated things. So this is all that I've drank most of the things on the table. <laughs> there's 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 Lance's. We've got the LaCroix. Pronounce it. Oh God. Pazdek you? <laughs> yes, I'm just gonna go with that. Don't worry, don't don't worry, buddy. LaCroix put in parentheses in case you're wondering. Watermelon. Watermelon. Yeah. Watermelon. That is uh I can't believe they actually put that in parentheses. That's a guest from a listener who stopped that by. Oh. Lynn Fisher dropped those up for thank us. You, oh, last week. thank you. Got a yes. whole you. case of those now. So thank you, sir. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. And uh on the interwebs today, Mr. Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking stream-tastic. <laughs> streaming. We're, we're streaming here, guys. Nice. And I'm drinking Spindrift. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. I was now expecting you know. to be drinking a monster, Matt, as Matt is streaming. Yeah. That's right. That's what streamers do, I right? I think it's what streamers drink. Yeah. <laughs> Red Bull and Monster. <laughs> It's 2 a.m. here. That's right. We've got a special guest in the studio with us today, all the way from the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, Mr. Kit Hinder. Hey, friends. Thanks for having me. What's up, bud? <laughs> just enjoying a nice little weekend yeah. with uh, with my best bud. I just found this guy on the I, side of the road, actually, wait, this he, last week. And <laughs> you guys have known each other for years, right? A long time. Too long. A, a long time. Because I just, I love how Kit has just been hammering Evan ever since oh, yeah. you came in. It's oh, this been nice. Is, we're, we're, we're like an old married couple, as Cassie told me when I was in the car when you weren't there. And I was like, oh, me and Kit have been an old married couple since we met when we were, what, 18? I took my dog for a walk uh, this weekend. Uh, my oh, dog is yes. Evan. <laughs> and, uh, so he was running, and I was riding a bike around him. And yes. all the people on the shore uh, were very confused. And I said, this is my dog. This is my dog, yeah, every. <laughs> every people we would, uh, every person we passed who was walking a dog, he'd say, "That's a nice dog. I have mine over here too." And they were, they, you <laughs> some know, laugh, so some didn't. <laughs> where did this beautiful relationship start? That's a so I love. This is probably the fortieth time I've told this story to somebody we've met. So, um, Kit was on a team named Jasalo in Ohio. Um, is Jasalo still around? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so Jasalo's still around. It was a very fun bike racing team. 
Um, Kit was by far the most vocal member of the team at that time as a young 19-year-old or whatever, 18-year-old. And I was in doing my first bike race at a small criterium, Newmark Criterium in Ohio. And every time we had a teammate go off the front, I thought it was my duty as a triathlete to sit on the front of the peloton and make sure that that teammate did not stay away. Anybody who knows yeah, bike racing knows. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You heard it right. So after two or three times of this, uh, Kit rode up next to me and told me in perfect, explicit, laced language that I was being not smart. And um, then after the race. Well, that sounds like a bike racer. The G-rated version was, please don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Blankety blank, dumb blank. Exactly, exactly. And I thought, wow, I really don't like this guy. I hope I never have to see him again. And then since then, we've ridden basically all of our bike rides in Ohio together and try to visit each other as much as possible as, yeah. 20-second story. The first memory that I have of Evan, because I don't remember that. I know. Kid does, not, <laughs> kid, kid does not claim that story, but it is very true. Local time trial, ridden all alone. Somebody says, oh, one of our teammates crashed. Who, who crashed? Evan. Who's Evan? <laughs> How did he crash? He was all alone? There was nobody around him? <laughs> Wait, we'd heard this story before. I went straight <laughs> over the handlebars in a time trial once and uh, knocked no, no. myself out. <laughs> Not during the time trial, during the warm-up. During, during the, the warm-up. Warm it was during trial. the warm-up even, yes. Jeez, Evan. It was during the warm-up. Hashtag yep. triathlete. Knocked myself out cold. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. Let's do a little backpedaling. Lance, we're going to save you for last because you are the only one who raced this past week. Well, Evan yeah. kind of raced. I kind of raced. Yeah. No, yeah. Evan yeah. kind of raced. Oh, Lance, raced. Lance raced. raced. Evan kind of yeah. raced. A Strava race, if that counts. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, why don't you start us off? Yeah. Um, I had a good week. I've been, you know, putting in, I guess, just like a reasonable amount of training. Like, I'm really happy with the kind of rhythm pattern that we got going. Running good. a couple times a week, swim a couple times a week and biking um i don't know four or five times a week and i rode outside with uh sean and shelly who are friends of the podcast and it was just one of those saturdays which was glorious sun and uh i think all of us rode outside all of us even our special guest rode outside on saturday and we don't get <laughs> great weather very oh, yeah. often so it was fantastic it was a great day cool it was nice super it nice was. i did flat I did flat, but that just means you're out there for longer. So That's what Sean and Shelly like, were right. telling me is you did flat, yes. Yeah, so and then yeah. Cassie was telling me you she she went after your Rhodes KOM. Yeah, the QOM, welcome to yeah. the Yeah. Yeah, she yep. I assumed that she got it. I didn't check. She was close and she wants to go back now. So well, she yeah. didn't get, she didn't get it, ladies and gentlemen. She did not get it. So who's she, got the KOM? What? Um she told me the woman's name. I forget the name already. We're we're gonna have to look at that. Yeah. Interesting. I yep. can't believe it. I can't believe she yeah. doesn't. I mean, I had to park for her, and she kind of came through. She could have taken that turn a lot faster. She didn't. That's where she said she, she didn't lost do it, it stupid. Like, yeah, yeah, Evan. Yeah, no, Lance no. Lance would, would take that corner. Lance would have probably killed himself on that corner. I've taken. I was that there, like checking traffic so fast before so fast. that I question all my life choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that. you've definitely taken it like at like forty. I would guess. Yeah, oh, God. And <laughs> she was probably at like under twenty. So. Yeah. Not acceptable. No. We have to fight another we'll do it day. again. <laughs> she'll she'll yeah, get it we next can do time. It again. She'll get it next she'll time. She'll get it. No problem. I thought for sure she had it. Yeah. So how about a tandem backpedal from you two uh, guys across oh, the table? This is fun. Yeah. This is fun. So <laughs> uh, Kit came into town for uh, Thursday. Friday. Some point. Friday. Yeah, yeah, sure. Friday. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, we got Kit a bike um, from David Goodman. He, he's riding David's uh, rain bike, which is awesome. 
And on Saturday, we were able to go to the group ride, the dial group ride. And it was just, I mean, it was a beautiful day for one, but I, of course, if Kit's coming into town, I'm I'm not just going to take him on like a Tory ride. Like I want to make sure I make him really hurt and feel (laughs) terrible. On somebody else's bike. And just feel terrible the entire time. (laughs) This is payback for when Kit took me on a gloriously beautiful ride when I came to Colorado a couple years ago. And I was on your bike and Shimano pedals and barely able to clip in and out because I'm an idiot and only to use speed play. And he took me on a gravel climb on a road bike that was incredibly long and I was absolutely tanking and felt terrible. Evan complained there may have been crying. And yeah. He said, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I yeah, can't it was crash. Terrible. Yeah, it was so bad. I was, I was, I was absolutely shattered by the end of that ride. And so we, we have a blast Saturday. We hammer up the larch as fast as we can. Um, which ended up not being nearly fast enough. Beef Mountains is really strong right now. My guy, then, and, man, he's, oh he's God, ripping he's, pedals off he's, right now. He's destroying pedals. He had about a 10-second gap on me that I couldn't have closed if my life depended on it. Kit did yell very loudly at me, though, as Mike was starting to pull away from me. This time, G-rated things. <laughs> yeah, mostly G, mostly <laughs> sure. G-rated things, and uh, I almost closed the gap from that, but you would have needed to yell at me 40 more times as we went along for that to, that to last. <laughs> Um, and then Sunday we rode in the rain until our socks were completely soaked and freezing. So that was about, oh, on Sunday we did get yelled at by somebody in their truck. Um, with a cute dog. With a very cute dog. We should have commented on his dog because his dog was adorable. But um, outside of that, this morning we did a track workout where Kit took some awesome pictures and he lunged because Kit doesn't like to run because he is an actual cyclist <laughs> and hates running more than anything. So. Bears and pretty women, <laughs> I run away from both of them. Yes, yes. That's a man after my own heart. Exactly, exactly, yeah. BFF. Lan- yeah. BFF. <laughs> Kit has done a half Ironman, too, and has pledged to never do one ever again. So mm. the years and years that ago, he did. sounds familiar as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that is um, that was basically the last three days. Yeah. Do you concur with that? Is there anything that, w- that Evan may have missed out on that you can uh, share with us? Um, uh, on the top of the second kind, Gilpin, Gilson, <laughs> he's, Gibson, Gibson, Gibson. He's, Gibson. He has named it's that thing enough. incredibly. Nobody else cares. Yeah. <laughs> so second climb, Les Paul. Um, we, we are going up next to each other, and Evan swears that uh, it's all my fault because I came up next to him, which mm-hmm. is not true. Uh, there are many rollers. Unlike here in Colorado, it's pretty much all up, and then you go all down. Here, yeah. it's very much rolling. Yeah. Um, so on one of the rollers, I come from the back, and I'm ready to, to attack Evan, and he slides over to make sure that I couldn't come through. <laughs> yeah, I did it on purpose, so, huh? for sure. Yeah, I think he had hard. eyes in the back of his head. Pinched him very hard, yeah. <laughs> I've felt <laughs> at a distinct disadvantage all weekend not yes. knowing any of the roads. <laughs> it just meant Evan's glasses were fogged over. He couldn't see what there he was doing. There you go, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Nice. Hey, Hep. Yeah. You raced your bicycle. I did. I raced my bike. Remember when the back pedal was all about bike racing? We all used it, to have race reports. <laughs> we and now used it's to just have Lance. lots of racing, and now it's just me. Because you got time to travel states away to go um, race bicycles. Jeez. Uh, yeah. I'm riding all over the place. There you go. What's up? Um, yeah. So I did the Voodoo Racing uh, mountain bike race at the Henry Trails Ridge, which is in Seattle. It, it's in between Seattle and Tacoma. It's in a little mm-hmm. town called Maple Valley. So um, beautiful trails, very, you know, sticky, nice dirt. It was it was dryish, which made it nice. For but, Seattle, that's rare this but, time. But um, I, I raced the Cat 1 uh, category again this time, and I got my butt handed to me. 
That's we're so, proud of you. That's uh, okay though. Um, I ended up. Uh, I took tenth overall. That's overall, and you say you got your butt handed to. Well, How many people were there? If you're, if there was eleven there, maybe okay, but yeah, there wasn't eleven there, right? I was like hundred and twenty or something okay. like that. Thank you. Yeah. Dude, well, we, I'm trying not to brag on myself like too much. We I already sound like a bragger. We 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 expect podium here or nothing. Podium or nothing. Okay. okay. Um, I I did not podium. So even though I was tenth overall, I was uh, fourth fifty plus. Okay. So, oh, so barely off the podium even there. So too. I missed yeah. the podium there too. And Real quick, the person who won the fifty plus, where did they rank overall? He was fifth. Okay, that's pretty strong. Yeah, strong. right behind Felipe Nystrom. Oh, really? Yeah, Felipe was there, huh? Yeah, Felipe showed up. How did he do? He crushed. He took fourth, I think. Okay. Yeah, so he he did pretty well too. But he's been racing all over, everywhere the, the country. World. Yeah, right now too. <laughs> he even came up to me. He's like, "Did I hear that you won the Shasta Gravel Hugger?" And I'm like. Thank you for paying attention, Felipe. I I feel important now. <laughs> I yes, not, I did. I will not, yes, I did. And I will not tell you that people took a wrong hand. We're just going to pretend like I dropped them all. Okay. <laughs> yes, I was super strong all day. And I dropped not, the chase back. Yeah. So, yeah, the race, uh, it really kind of did a number on me. Uh, I was expecting it to be about an hour and 15-minute race for me, and it was an hour 45 or hour 47, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I was – at threshold for almost two hours. So I kind of I kind of started to kind of tail off a little bit. So, you know, that's okay. It's been I, I will say this, moving on from the race. Um yesterday was day two hundred and twenty-five days riding in a row. In a row. <sighs> I'm taking today off. Really? You sent that text out to me and Sean last night, and there was like a collective <laughs> cheer from all of us. Like, finally, he's going to stop. At this point, just I'm joking. I'm completely joking. I told I'm, you you needed a day off years ago. I'm I'm ruined. I'm yeah. starting to fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. I have not. I've ridden every single day since last July without it, without missing a single day. What you should do is go for a swim. Lance. Are we supposed to believe you that you're really going to take a day off? I'm taking today off. This is a perfect off. ploy. This is a perfect ploy <laughs> to like get you the, the rest of the guys to take some time off, and then, then you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, by the well, way, guys. Well, I'm not taking today off. <laughs> Jake's not taking today off. Jake's like 20, 19 days front? behind me or something like that. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've been having issues. Yeah, I'm going to so. come up to day 225. And I'll, I'll finish the ride that day, and then it's going to be, hey, Lance, <laughs> do I one-up you? Do I lance you yeah. and go for 226 just to I say that I beat it. you by one? <laughs> I would deserve it if you lanced me, so I would feel okay But the question mark is, is what's Sean going to do? I don't know. Sean's still on day 205 yeah, or something like that, We're too? exactly the same. We yeah. started the same day. That's pretty crazy. You just cheated and started early. You didn't I started take the day early. off before. I did not. Cheater. I <laughs> I had to have something up on you guys. It's stupid. What I've been doing is stupid. You have to take a day off a week just to let the fitness soak in. So I'm either going to get like super fit in the next (laughs) week, or you're going to like, or I'm just going to go down the train. Yeah, you're just going to (laughs) shatter. It's going to be one or the other. (laughs) Yeah. So I I've been having back issues all week. Um, I I think Mm -hmm. the the hard gravel race the week before did more of a number on me than I expected. Yeah. Uh, plus, I got dose one of the vaccine this week, and I think that affected me a little bit. Yeah, you're gonna a lot of things piling up. on Yeah, you there. so yeah. I just I like 
I, after the race yesterday, I like I couldn't even drive home. I had yeah. to like sleep in my van for an hour. You need a hug, brother. I do need yeah. somebody hug me. Muscle soreness <laughs> is no joke after that vaccine dose too. You, yeah, you're not gonna want to do like intervals the day after uh, the second one either. No. So yeah, it's been interesting. Other than that, I'm just uh, I spent uh, quite a bit of time uh, filming on my bike this this Fun. last week. Yep. Uh, Jake and I are trying to put together a little video uh, comparing the uh, Garmin to the Wahoo. And so I was doing all this filming. I went out one day and I rode my, a whole interval, a whole VO2 interval set, holding a GoPro over the top of the two cameras. I'm like riding in like 400 watts trying to GoPro. And I did this whole interval workout. I went home and it turned out I was only taking pictures. I wasn't taking video. I completely screwed it up. <laughs> so I had to go out the next day and do it all again. So uh, I'm an idiot just like all of you out there. I totally Jeez. screwed it up. Don't don't classify them as idiots. I, I think that's <laughs> yeah, the, I'm that's the idiot. Just for you. I think I'm only the idiot at the table. Love it. Yeah, so that was what happened. Cool. That's uh, it. Enough of me. Uh, mine real quick because I didn't race. <laughs> We don't race anymore. Um, we finished up our Zwift season, 21 weeks in a row of doing Zwift Tuesday mm-hmm. night team rides, and those are done. And that was fun. I'm just glad they're done because you know why? Time change. Time da- change. Daylight saving. Saving. Not S. Daylight savings time? <laughs> Punch you in the face. <laughs> um, is here, and we're going to start actually. We're gonna start up our uh, group ride or team ride outside on Wednesday nights. Fantastic. So. Mm-hmm. By the end of the podcast, I want you guys to help me name said ride. We can't oh. use worlds or anything like that. That's already kind of taken. And yeah. I don't know, we need to come up with something. I put it out there, I don't know what, a month ago, called it the Fluffy Bunny Ride. And people are like, oh, <laughs> is this going to be like our easy Fog Hat Friday no, ride? ride? No, it's, it's going to be the absolute opposite of that. It's going to be <laughs> tear each other's legs off type yeah. ride. We're trying to come up with a good name for it. Yeah. yeah. And, Tuesday uh, triathlon. Oh no! Triathletes no. are welcome. No, uh-uh. Tri- no. time trial bikes. <laughs> clip on, clip on road arrow bars. <laughs> clip on arrow bars. Welcome. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds lovely, guys. Awesome. I want to go to that ride. UCI Super Talk fully allowed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easily though, the highlight of the week was that uh, that team ride that we did on Saturday. That was spectacular. Oh yeah. Fun. It was a beautiful day. It was fun climbing, and we had. Quite a few people out it there. It was awesome. It was a big, big group. It was good to see where, you know, some of the younger kids' fitness is right now, too. It was just a blast to watch. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. yeah. So looking forward to many more of those to come. In I had serious FOMO all Saturday oh, morning yeah. because good. I Lance. was not out there with you guys. I know. And this is with, with all of Lance's races. I've just been just drooling to drop you once on something, <laughs> and it would have been the perfect opportunity. <laughs> I wanted to go so bad, and I thought, I can, if I, I thought, oh, I'll oh, just, it would I'll just kid idea, up, and I'll me. roll out there, and I'll just do the beginning. I'm like, no, if I go out there, I'm going to go full you blast, would've. and I'm going to completely ruin my race. So yeah. I stayed in my pajamas past 9 a.m. so that I would not go out there and <laughs> that was a smart choice. Guys. Well played, well played. I missed so, it. Yep, that was the week. Um, so, yeah, let's do some lead-out news, I think. Yeah, let's do the lead-out news now. No. Champ Baylor, are you here? <laughs> oh, we can. Me and Kit are prepared for this. <laughs> what? Gosh dang it. Kit gets to take over for all of my stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what's going on? Are we doing this whole Champ Bailey thing anymore, or are we done with that? 
It, this is your show, Jake. We're we're merely the talent. Oh, Champ the Bailey. There you go. Top five? <laughs> I think he's in the top five discussion. I mean, I'm not just going to go out You're crazy. You're a champion. Hall of Famer. Right? Denver, right? Hall of Famer. Champ no. Bailey. <laughs> sports balls. Champ Bailey. Champ was, Bailey here. We're sportsing. I was about to make the comment, there's zero chance the kid knows who Champ Bailey is. But <laughs> How many home runs did he hit? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a bowler. <laughs> All right. Lots of fantastic racing this last week there were two yep. stage races going on really? pa- yes perry nice was happening and uh torino adriatico 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 torino come on the italian of the table's got it adriatico. not even close lance god <laughs> <laughs> i'm embarrassing myself paris nice super exciting uh lots of good stuff happening uh primos roglic was kind of dominating that race he won a couple stages and then the final day of the race came in. He pulled a Roglitch. How do we say yeah. that? This is becoming a little bit of a habit for him. It was so disappointing. Okay, Those Roglic crashes. Roglic had a 54-second lead over Max Schumann, mm-hmm. and um, it, it really should have been just a normal Should we press pause on that and go what? back to the day prior to that and discuss whether or not we think that he should or should not have Oh yeah. given that? Yeah, let's go back to the day before. Yeah, just real quick before you summarize the whole race. Okay, so the day before, there was a solo uh, breakaway rider that was out front for like 40K or something like that. Young Long Swiss time. kid, Gino Madler. Thank you. I had mm-hmm. no idea who that was. Uh, he was killing it, getting all his uh, um, TV time, and it looked like he was going to hold off the group. And, oh, my gosh, Roglic turned it on at the end. They were reeling him in, and I think he he pipped him at he the line the by, like, 20 meters. It was, <laughs> it was at like the very 20 end. meters? It was literally, like, yeah. seconds. Yeah, the poor kid had been out front for an hour or so, whatever, by himself, and gets pipped in the last 20 meters. He gets pipped. And and so, so was that a cool thing for Roglic to do, yeah, or is that just racing? Absolutely. If you can win a race, you win a race. You don't yeah. give anything away, and I wouldn't want to be in a position where somebody handed me a race. No. Like, I, oh, I can beat you, but you, you go ahead and finish first. Oh. Yeah. Have we learned nothing from Marco Panettone, as Kate reminded me over the weekend? Well, Marco Mar- Panettone hated Lance Armstrong for like his entire life because he let him win a stage once. Well, didn't uh, didn't Roglic? Roglic is the one who won the race when Alaphilippe posted up too early. Yeah. So yeah. He's Roglic races the line. Before. I mean, he's a robot, but he races the line. So yeah. Pretty crazy. All right. So moving on to Sunday. Um, it's not that long of a race. Um, it actually didn't finish in Nice because, uh, I don't know, COVID or something. Yeah. And so um, when it came 25K into the race, Roglic crashes. Mm-hmm. There's no video of it because it wasn't part of the live feed at that point, Maybe so we don't know really what happened. Chunk of his jersey missing his left. His whole left cheek, cheek was hanging, was hanging. Out. Yeah. Um, he actually dislocated his shoulder during. Oh, did what? Yep. <laughs> He dislocated the shoulder during oh, the fall. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I think he just popped it back in and jumped on Probably. his bike. Probably. That sounds like something he Those would Slovenians. do at this point. Yeah. <laughs> There's something Slovenians. in the water there. <laughs> so he uh, he gets back on the bike. His team comes back and helps uh, pull him back in. Yeah. Um, the, the Peloton kind of eased up knowing that Roglic crashed because it was early in the race. And mm-hmm. so, okay, fantastic. But he spent his team um, trying to get back into the Peloton. Then with like 25K to go, um, a break goes up the road. And so the race is on at this point. Roglic crashes again on the other side. So now both butt cheeks are hanging out. Slightly less cheeky on the right side, (laughs) though. Very slightly. So he crashes again. 
And um, he almost crashed a third time. Did you do you remember when we were watching? He was playing hokey pokey with yeah. his butt cheeks. Yeah, and he was like messing with them or. And there was oh, so th- th- there was a descent turn too, where whoever's line he was following took one of the worst lines into a left hander. I think you'll ever see. And the guy like just stopped going straight, and Roglic had to like clip out and touch the barrier almost to keep himself from going oh, off yeah. the edge. Yeah. He took an Evan line into that corner. He did. <laughs> he took a line from someone that wears glasses. That is for sure. And His it was not good. His glasses were fogged His up. His glasses were very fogged going into that line. <laughs> so Roglic crashes again. At this point, nobody's waiting because there's a break up the road. There, the race yeah, was the race on. Is on. Um, his teammates came back to try to pace him back again, but they but he used him up and yeah. and it gapped and he uh, ended up losing three minutes to yeah. the leader. Instead of he he started the day fifty four seconds in the lead and he ended up out of the top off 10. the podium yeah not of, of, just not, out of the top ten not yeah. out of the top ten Ooh. so it was kind of a ugly oh, primos day yeah. but you know it's Perry Nice who cares uh, it, he showed Brad Wiggins cares <laughs> Brad Wiggins <laughs> definitely cares <laughs> he showed great class again he went right up to Schumann and yeah. congratulated him just like he did at the Tour de France last year you know. Is it, it, isn't there an old curse with Perry Nice that if you win Perry Nice, you're not going to win the tour? Unless you're Brad Wiggins. Unless you're Brad Wiggins, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Brad, Brad Wiggins is the only guy who's in, he's, a, you know, doesn't count. So lots of questions about Roglic, whether he is uh, um, cursing himself or whatnot. Yeah. So interesting. Torino. Torino, Adriatico. MVP still rides bikes <laughs> fast. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so much exciting racing yeah. with that. The heavy hitters were definitely in Torino this yeah. year, which was interesting. Uh, yeah, they didn't go to Paris and they went to Torino. But and yeah. it's not over yet. I think there's another time there trial. There's yeah. like, it's over. It's over. Okay, after today. No, I mean it's not. It's the not. Race is the not race is over, over. But he's got a minute fifteen lead with two uh, stages. Pogaccia is in the lead. Oh, he's done. With yeah, a it's... sprint stage and a TT. And a TT. Yes. Yeah, so eleven it's, kilometer TT. It's over. Something like that. But um, oh my gosh, Vanderpool, what he did on what was like two days ago? Stage four. Stage four. Yeah. Stage four. I could be wrong. I think it was stage four. They were all together. It was kind of a rainy day. It was a terrible day. It was yeah, a terrible day. day. With with 60K to go, Vanderpool just went, eh, I'm cold. And <laughs> just took off. Yeah. Yeah. And he he um he held off the whole group. Yeah. He, he went on a solo solo breakaway for 60K yep. and won the race. Now Pogacar tried to reel him in and got close. He got within yeah. ten seconds. Very close. So he got very close, but uh, and and Vanderpool was just ruined afterwards. Like yeah. on his, just like I've never been so deep. So whatever yeah. he did for sixty k, pretty pretty crazy. It was wow, crazy fun racing to watch. Great races to watch. We're gonna see. I mean, he's hitting. I mean, God, how long of a peak can you hold right now? Because he's been at this fitness right now for a month. Longer than that, Longer than probably. That. I mean, just for, the well, for cyclocross season yeah. two. He won the world championship for cyclocross. There's, yeah. I mean, he's gonna have to have a time period where his fitness is gonna drop off here soon. He's got well, to. I think that the the talk is that he wants to do the Olympics. He's focusing on the Olympics. Yeah, and so it's like in July. Yeah, he is going to the Tour de France, but to for stage wins and to I think it's for stage wins, not for GC. You know, he's not a GC guy really oh, anyway. Yeah, sprint guy though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'll so just try and get stages. Yeah, I mean that's still. Yeah, at we, some point he's got to take some time off. Don't ride 225 days in a row. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's dumb. Yeah. His people are going to call your people. Yeah, to yeah. Get that number. 
Just for grins <laughs> and giggles. How many days was it again? <laughs> just for grins and giggles. Yeah. Him or Bennett, when it comes to the green jersey, if Vanderpool wanted to. Oh, if Vanderpool wanted, wanted to? To well, focus on green jerseys. Alpacine Phoenix is not going to be able to support him, but I don't think it matters. He can surf just like Sagan. Like I don't Sagan. think it matters. He, he'd win Do you it. think he could win and take the it. green if he wanted to? Absolutely. Do you think that they would focus on that? Yeah. Because that's more important. going to focus on? That's yeah. more important than just a couple stage wins, right? I mean, he'll get a stage yeah. win or two. But. Uh, yeah. Well, here's here's the thing is I think Vanderpool would just be somebody who then who's like, I'm just going to start getting the breaks, and I'm just going to snipe him that way. And that, then Bennett and – Sagan of old, yes. Yeah, and then Bennett would have to be on it all the time. And he can only do that for so long. Yeah. He's too big of a guy. He definitely doesn't climb well, so, yeah. He Interesting. looked pretty good uh, at he, Perry Nice there. He, he did. really strong, yeah. yeah. I he, mean, he won a he, race on the hoods. Yeah. He outsprinted, let out his own sprint. <laughs> he let out his own sprint, and, the and then three sprinters on the around him just saw it on his wheel. I, I like how in one of those sprints it was like you got his three guys on his wheel. I think one of them was Nasir Bilani too, who should be able to swing around him. And you got Bilani's just like sitting there. He's like, no, nah, I'm just gonna third's good. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna. Take that. that's, I don't want to touch this wind. I don't. <laughs> Matt, you're being awfully quiet. I got you guys on mute. I'm muting myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Mad watched Berenice or Torino this last time. I didn't. I didn't. I, I glanced at the news on like the Velo News um, articles to see who like won, and that's it. I didn't watch any of it. Matt, but, I got to go coach the kids. So this is this is all you. You have to be me now because the kid's not allowed to be me. So that's you. Please. We need please to probably. We should probably have a triathlon takeover moment and talk about the race in yeah. Florida and the Miami race. Oh, uh, you, you, you. Bike have to racing do that for is done. Because so I've got to. I've got to head out here. Wait a minute. No, I got one minute. Okay. So uh, no, you can chal- you, you you could at least go over that. Just go over the headlines. Yeah. Headlines. So challenge Miami. It was an awesome race for one. The return of the goat. I completely misguided. I said Jan Ferdano was not even going to be a factor in the race, which was the dumbest statement I probably made in all of my predictions ever. And I Jan, differ. Jan <laughs> no, this this one was close because he dominated this race. He completely crushed it. He completely crushed it. My thing was like, no, nah, he's not even going to be top five. <laughs> so he, um, yeah, we had a bet for like if he was going to make podium or not or something. Yeah, and that was clearly like, was not right. <laughs> I was right though on Lionel Sanders on his heels by about two minutes, which yeah. is not really on his heels, but Lionel ran out of his mind. He biked smart for once in his life and actually had not a bad swim. So Lionel Sanders is in some great fitness. Um, I might have said something like, I don't think Lionel's going to make the podium. I don't remember what I said. And then said we were also things. wrong on Ben Canute, who came in third. And I, I had said Ben Canute wasn't even going to be in the top 10. So we, we had an American in the top three, which was awesome. Ben, ben Canute went out and had a great run, ran himself into third place. Um, Matt mm-hmm. Hansen had the fastest run of the day, but struggled on the swim and bike. And uh, right. It made for an interesting race. So the the women's race, Jody Stimson, who was my pick for Daytona, which probably should have saved that pick for Miami, because then I said, oh, Jody's not going to be a factor in Miami. So I, I'm the kiss of death on anybody. I say if they're not going to do something, they're definitely going to do it. Um, Lucy, uh, Lucy Charles, Charles got second. Yeah, and she looked strong, but I'll, I'll tell you what, Jody's a strong runner, and that Lucy yeah, continues to her weakest point from her level, which should be world championship, is she can't outrun the best. Whether it's right. Annie Hall. She also spotted she also spotted the field two minutes. She did. She did. Whether it's but in my opinion, whether it's Annie Hogg, Jody, or Daniela, yep. she gets beat they that run. So I hope that yeah. she her run looks fast though. So I so I hope it continues to improve. Yeah, she looks strong. She looked good, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh and then right, Jackie uh Matt, Jackie Hearing. Yeah, yeah, Jackie Hearing was third. 
There was, um, who was that, like, no-name, I mean, not to call her no-name girl, but, like, there was a girl that led the race, like, the whole time. Uh, I can't Perez. remember what her name was. Yeah, something Perez. Anyway, cool stuff, great race. They're red, they're let anything go in Texas and in Florida, any races. So if that's where you want to race, that's that's what you need to do. You need to move that direction. One of those two states. One of those are your options. Unless you're Lance, and then you just go wherever you want to, and you throw just get in the van and drive until you're tired. You sleep and wake up and race bikes. That's what you do. (laughs) Right on. Anything else, Matt, from the triathlon world? No, that's all I heard. Champ Bailey out. Champ here. I'm all about having fun. You know, get a couple of cocktails in me, start a fire in some drinking now, Champ. Maybe go to SeaWorld, take my watermelon. Ah, gotcha. (laughs) Right on. All right. Thank you. Patreon. Patreon update. There's a new t-shirt. BMC Wars t-shirt in the bin. Oh, I like that t-shirt. That's a nice, comfortable shirt. Actually, my son just said, Dad, where'd you get that shirt? It's got a cool bear on the back. And I'm yeah. like, you got to be cool. <laughs> Sorry, son. So there's a few other items in there. And again, it's going to be another week of a grab bag. So if you are the Patreon of the week, you can come in and pick out your thing. So whatever's there, you can pick. So um, that's just one of the new things that's in there. Lance has got the little jar O names for all of our Patreons who are a bunch of wonderful people that support the show. Awesome kids pulling one out of the thing here is probably going to be Rob Buck. Rob Buck. It's not. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Champ Bailey. Oh, oh my gosh, God. Dang it. We got to take that it's out. Champ. Of. That's okay. me. Okay. So, Champ, Champ, you don't you don't get another shirt, buddy. No. He, he, Champ Bailey has not disclosed, disclosed his actual identity. Or so her identity. Or her identity. So, we, he doesn't win anything. But there's. Champ has an alter ego in there too. So the real Champ Bailey. Yeah. Did you pick up Scott Troutman? Troutman. Troutman. Didn't Troutman just win not too long ago? Troutman won like three weeks I don't, ago. We got to maybe start pulling some people's names out of the hat here, so other people have a. We'll do chance that before, and we'll stage it. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. That way we get new winners. Scott Troutman, come on down. Come get your BMC or <laughs> T-shirt, which or is really cool. anything else out of the bin that you want to pick. But uh, for everybody who's supporting the show, we really deeply do appreciate that, and thank you. It is uh, helping us do bigger and better and greater things so like this whole live stream that's helping us do that as well so if you're interested in becoming a patron go to dialpodcast.com click on the patreon link and choose your uh your pleasure there there's a couple different options maybe we can finally one of these days get a a corporate patreon too there's options for those folks if they want to sponsor oh that would be nice yeah Yeah. cool cool let's jump into the topic for the day okay lance where did they go where did they go matt didn't you know where they went no? No. Get, get, did He's they go to Colorado? They're not in Colorado. They're not in Colorado. <laughs> That's our question for this week. It's our topic. It's where did they go? And by they, we're referring to... The bike races, races. The sponsors. Bike racers. Bike, bike promoters. Bike racers. Yeah. All of that All stuff. All that stuff. What happened? <laughs> where are they? Um, we've got Kit in the studio with us today, and he hails from Colorado. Uh, did you mention how you landed in Colorado, how long you've been there? I've been there seven years, okay. uh, and I moved there after I was living in Europe uh, because I like the weather in Colorado. Don't gotcha. like rain. What were you doing in Europe? I was teaching at the International School of Luxembourg. Oh, really? Teaching Pretty French? Good. No, uh, international. <laughs> <laughs> Watermelon? <laughs> <laughs> no, teaching international. Uh, social studies. Okay. Uh, different. It was uh, for wealthy um expatriates of mostly england gotcha gotcha yeah. so kids from the colorado era now for seven years and you also do a little bit of bike racing there you do some coaching yeah 
for off- high, high school mountain bike stuff. Okay. And then um, you're familiar with uh, the race organization there as well as USA Cycling. So he's going to bring a perspective as to what's going on in Colorado. Uh, we just talked to Justin Wagner last week who gave us a little bit of insight on what's going for on in uh, Utah. In and Utah. Lance has been doing a little bit of racing in Utah. Yep. And we also kind of have a little bit of uh, knowledge about what's going on here in the southern Washington and Oregon area. So we've kind of got this whole, like, you know, West this Coast, like, to Pacific Northwest and a little bit of Colorado thing vibe going on. So we want to go through these questions as to where is everybody, what's going on with the state of racing? We're kind of starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel with the COVID stuff. but And, and there's a bazillion people out there riding bikes now, but where are they? Well, it doesn't feel like there's a big line out the door for, for bike racing. There is a reason that I have been sleeping in my van every single weekend because yeah. there's no races here in Portland, so I'm going other places to race my bike. Gotcha. So let's start with um, you know races in general. And, and Well, let me ask you another question, Matt. You can speak to the triathlon world. Are you yep. seeing kind of the same thing here for the Pacific Northwest? Is there stuff on the calendar here locally that's coming up? I mean, we usually start to see, what, like the Beaver Freezer? And yeah. there's a couple other little early season races. Are you seeing those? Or? I think everyone is trying to basically wait and see what's going to happen. And so I, my theory is that, like, right now, like, if the question is, like, what's on the calendar right now, it's like, not much, but I think everything's going to basically like fill in, you know, over the end of the summer, basically as, and I'm like you, Jake, I'm optimistic. I think, you know, the vaccines are rolling out. I think that people are going to be able to race. And I think it's just going to be the second half of the summer where we actually see, you know, promote race promoters that they're, that are hesitant about all of the virtual racing say, Hey, you know, this is scheduled for virtual, but we can do a real race. Let's do it and put it yeah. on and, and get the permits. Cause it all comes down to getting permits with a lot of the yeah. cities or, you know, counties or whatever locations that people are setting these things up. And right now, I just don't think you can get the permits, but I do think that that's going to change. Gotcha. I don't know about getting permits for bike racing. I know that, you know, we've seen a couple little things happen here. Like you just did the Shasta gravel hunger and that was in Northern California, but it was a very rural part of California, just over the Oregon border. And so they, their their permit was limiting to groups of 50. Gotcha. So it was the socially distant, you know, packet pickup. So we were very careful about that. And then they there was 350 people in the race or 400 people in the race. Sure. And we went off in waves of 50. That didn't last long, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's because Lance was there and he's tearing people's <laughs> legs off. Oh, there was like a, a dynamic in that race, and I think you might have talked about this last week in the podcast, but somebody dropped their chain from the league group, and they put their chain back on and came blasting through the yep. second wave, which is the wave that you were in, and everybody thought that that was somebody breaking away from yes. that particular group, and everybody's like, hey, we're going to go get him, and then all so of a sudden, y'all went. I was in the 50-plus wave, sure. and there was the, the open everybody else wave, and they yep. started 40 seconds ahead of us. Yeah. And so, yeah, we were in the neutral area where we were staying behind a neutral car yeah. or a neutral motorcycle. And, yeah, somebody from the front wave dropped their chain. He fixed his chain. Yeah, just like you said. When, once he got his bike rolling again, he whipped past the bike. And all the people up front who didn't know who he was thought, well, I guess it's game on. And so just like that, both the waves were all together. Go get some. <laughs> So, Matt, what's the earliest race that you know of that's on the calendar for this year, or are there any? 
here in the the Portland area? Well, okay. There is, um, let's see. There's a race in, here's the thing. I don't know that these are really going to happen. And that's my hesitation to say something like this. Sure. Uh, but, but June 5th and 6th, there's a race at Hag Lake. So that's a, a local triathlon race that's scheduled to happen. I don't know if it'll happen again. You know, it's scheduled there. I just, I'm not a hundred percent positive that I think it would, that I think it'll happen. Um, and then, you know, right after that, there's kind of, uh, what they call like a PDX triathlon. That's July 17th. There's another race. that's called the Pacific Crest Endurance kind of like weekend festival thing. And that's typically in Sunburg changing locations this year that's supposed to be like june 18th through the 20th that's another one where it's like they don't even have a location scheduled much less you know i'm sure they don't have the permits for it as well um and like close to us they have this uh lucky triathlon festival that's in late july and then jake you've been out to see that columbia river triathlon yeah that's scheduled for august 13th and 14th cool race it's a great race they also do that girlfriend's triathlon and kind of along with that kind of yeah, same weekend. Same weekend yep. It's just, yeah. And that's one of those things where it's like, I think that that's kind of when triathlon is going to be able to happen and they'll be able to get permits and things like that. Maybe that one in the lucky triathlon, you know, kind of like late summer. That's my guess as to what they'll be able to get permits for. I don't so, know if they'll be able to get permits for the other things. It sounds like they might be condensing the schedule down a little bit, but still trying to get as many races in as they possibly can. Do you think that will cause some attrition with respect to people saying, oh, that's just too much, too soon, too close to each other? Well, what I think that, so this comes down to like the promoters making the call on like what to do. Yeah. And what I think they're doing is kind of scheduling stuff as usual i think they may have lopped off like a race or two but i think they're kind of just kind of scheduling it and then they're going to play a you know if this doesn't happen we're going to change it to virtual thing um which isn't it's not great but it's the company that puts on the local races are just like you know they are very good people they're good to the athletes in this particular area especially when we have this stark comparison with you know iron man branded events yeah uh and so it's like you you want them to do exactly what they're doing which is like schedule it and you know we'll figure out a plan if we can't make it happen so i think that's the plan of action here in this particular local area for triathlons uh, I think that you'll see people probably not sign up until the last minute because, you know, then you know what's going to happen. If you don't know now, you're like, why would you sign up super early for something? Uh, and that's been my recommendation for people for even for the Ironman races. They're like, hey, I want to sign up for this Ironman race. And I'm like, I wouldn't I wouldn't just hand over your money like that because there's a very good chance you're not going to see that money again. Uh, and, you know, you're probably not going to get to race. Who knows? And maybe you will. I just think. I'm optimistic about races in the latter part of the summer, but I'm not willing to gamble a lot of money on it. So what's the appetite from the community like right now? You, uh, you're, you're pretty close with a lot of people and you've yep. got your, your triathlon channel on YouTube and I'm sure you hear from a lot of people. Is everybody super hungry for as much as they can possibly get in terms of triathlon racing? Uh, it's, it's like 50, 50, you know, I think there's, a big part of the group that's just like, I am signing up for races, even if it's not going to happen. And, uh, and they did that, you know, last summer and it was like, yeah, these races aren't going to happen, but like I'm signing up anyway. And they just really, really want to race. Um, 
you know, and willing to travel, like willing to go wherever there's races, like I'll fly to Arizona, even if the race, you know, you show up there and the race gets canceled. Same thing happened in Texas. People, uh, they really are starved for races. They're like Lance, right? They're just yep. willing to just be stupid. Yes. Uh, but I think that there's another set of group and even pro triathletes that are like, man, it was great not having to race for a year and just like focus on training, focus on getting, you know, some stuff done, like focus on exploring new options, whether that's gravel biking. I've seen a whole bunch of triathletes kind of say like, Hey, um, there's other things besides time trialing and it's kind of nice to kind of broaden the horizons a bit. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be, I'm curious, like, like Evan's kind of in the middle of those two people where he, I think he, I think he's disappointed that he didn't get to race much last year. I think he's in good shape, but I also think that he's, um, was doing some cool challenges that were fun for him and that he was excited about doing something different and got to explore, you know, again, same kind of stuff. He got to explore a lot of gravel riding and stuff like that, yeah. where he probably wouldn't have been able to do that otherwise. Well, so, but now he's, you know, he's going to, yeah. I think he's going to Galveston in a month, four weeks. Yeah. Something yeah. Like, yeah. Four weeks. Yeah. So soon some, some <laughs> people call it that, but yeah, it's uh. so I think he's Come eager on. to race, but I also think that there's this like, I'm a firm believer in kind of like racing yourself into shape a little bit or like, and this is perfect for cyclists, right? Where it's like you do that first race or two just to kind of get back into the groove of racing. The first race is never pretty, uh, but hopefully it's different for Evan. So we'll see. Gotcha. Huh. Um, Kit, what's it like in Colorado right now? What's the sentiment? You're probably running in the circles of racers because you're coaching them and you probably have to deal with the promoters and the, the race organizations there. What's the temperature of the room like there in Colorado? There's a lot of energy, and the way I would describe it is the path of least resistance. So wherever people can get that competitive drive out is where people are gravitating towards. So the BRAC, Bicycle Racing Organization of Colorado, they have realized we're not going to be able to put on races at, with any regularity or consistency right now, so let's invest in Zwift. And so they've started a Zwift program. Um, Wait, the, the state organization started a Zwift program. Correct. And as far as I'm aware... Wow, that sounds smart. Huh. As far as I'm aware, it's free. And you just sign on and you race, which then asks the question of... Well, it's how you stay relevant with your, wow. your membership. I mean, how, how are they supposed to monetize something on Zwift? I don't know. I mean, maybe if you want to have listed results or something like that, then maybe you can collect some money and you post it up on your website. But other than that, I mean, what are you going to do to get money out of your, your contingency if... <laughs> if it's online with Zwift. Yeah, the before COVID, the number of race days were dropping pretty quickly uh, just for the cost of putting on a race. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the elite racers, you hear Colorado and you think, oh, there must be a lot of really, really quick people there. Sure. And, and many people come there to train, but they don't necessarily come to race. So a lot of our fastest people are take part in the NRC, the National Crit Series. Um, national race calendar. Um, so those those races have been pushed further and further back into the year. So it is there's going to be a lot of races. We talked about that fatigue in the second half of this year. So people are, are holding their cards, they're getting ready, they're training, but they're trying not to get too excited about racing because they can't get their fitness too quick. Yeah. Or you just ride every day like an idiot. Or for 225 <laughs> days. Um, what is it like? Is it Brack? Is that yeah. what you guys commonly refer to? Mm -hmm. What is it like work with them there? Do they have like a, a good outreach program for their membership? Are they doing stuff for the membership? Are they working with the promoters? Are they are they trying to, to build 
the bike racing community up. So the benefit to BRAC is they own a bunch of cones and, and race uh, equipment. logistical yeah. equipment. Yeah. And so they give that to the teams, and then the teams can use that as opposed to the team trying to own or rent or, or sure. buy that. So that's their main uh, emphasis. They they have a timing system yeah. as well. Probably mm-hmm. insurance policies yeah. as well for the races. Yeah. So that that's kind of the package that you get when you work with okay. BRAC. Okay. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Um is membership good there? I think it's rapidly failing because there's more and more pop-up series of gravel races. And again, we talked about that path of least resistance. Yeah. So yeah. the the cheapest, the easiest option for people to compete, that's where people are going to go. And that's a, a pretty inexpensive way to put on a race because you're not needing necessarily flaggers. It's uh, You just get out there. It's unsanctioned, I'm guessing, and it's just it's a popular thing, and people really don't care about they're insured. They're just they're not USAC sanctioned. Correct. Yeah. So that makes sense. I mean, it's one of those things that you can you can do and be profitable. And as a promoter, I'm like, y- you don't want to go put on bike races and lose money. And if they can put on these big gravel events and, and make a few bucks so that yeah. they can, you know, have a a, 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 a business as a, a business model that's going to work, y- you got to stay solvent. I mean, you can't just be losing money. Right. And that's pretty common thread i think that's happening here in the state of washington and oregon too with the road racing scene we're seeing less and less of them because it's cost prohibitive it's just one of those things where it's too expensive to put on the race the racer is not wanting to pay the fee that comes along with the the race itself yeah and the the promoter doesn't want to lose money and we're just seeing attrition well covid was like a death blow for promoters because Okay, everything got canceled last year, most things. Yeah. There were some outliers in some states like Utah that just kind of said, F you, I'm running races anyway. And um, they were just smaller races. Uh, but to put on, I mean, there haven't been road races that really happened. There's been some in Georgia and some in Florida, and I don't think there's been road races really anywhere else. And all these promoters that were relying or doing road races, they just got dropped. You can't really do a road race time trial style. All these mountain bike races I've been doing, they've all been time trial style. In the heat of of battle, you were out there doing the Belgian waffle ride. Yes. But granted, it's not a a sanctioned USAC race, but everybody points to it saying that's a great race. It's one of the biggest in the country. Yeah, it was was 400 people or 500 people in the Belgian waffle ride. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was a mass start. Uh huh. We all started all at the same. All four hundred at the same time. Yes. And this was in October. It was in September. September. Okay. I think it w- I don't know. It was remember. around that time of year. It was September, October in the last fall. year. It was what, last what year. What day was that? I don't was that have day one hundred? <laughs> <laughs> but well, actually, what they did at the start, it wasn't like we all lined up ten feet from each other. The start area was two blocks long. So you had to be six feet away from everybody else. So it was we were all completely spread out. But you know, the the eight miles of neutral pavement before we hit the gravel, we, we were we were one giant peloton. Yeah, yeah. But and, but also you couldn't take off your face covering until you uh, were out of that initial section. So everybody had their face covering on for the first. 
10 miles or so or so or so <laughs> is that akin to like once you sit down at a table in a restaurant it's okay to take your mask right off? i know <laughs> even though you're not eating yet there you know there were no cases that were traced back to the belgium waffle ride last year that's yeah. the data i've heard yep so you know the precautions they took and what we did actually apparently worked but they also took a whole lot of grief for putting on a mass start race in the middle of a pandemic and yeah. so there's still some some hate shaming out there yeah <laughs> you know for stuff like that even even the races i went and did which were mostly time trial events i mean the cyclocross races i did last year in utah they were i mean the field i was in were it was 15 people they were not yeah 100 person fields they were 15 person fields it was a little tiny you know it, i think that's all the people they could muster muster <laughs> for you know utah cyclocross race and it's just not as big as it is in oregon or washington yeah. or in massachusetts let's go back to the race promoter they are going to be challenged i mean they want to come back they want to do their thing they want to be out putting on bike races and, and that's fantastic but it, it felt like before COVID started we were already losing promoters yes and now we're going to come back and everybody's like oh uh that race that i usually put on in the spring or the early summer i'll just do it in the fall i'll do it at the end of the summer i'll do it at, at that time of the year because you know we should be beyond this whole covid mess that's what you meant is happening in colorado stuff's Th getting pushed that's what's happening with the national race series oh okay so all of those big crits the that you hear about uh, like the twilight crits yeah those right are, those are all gonna start happening later later in the year <laughs> <laughs> Didn't need that phone anyway, or those glasses, whatever that was. Um, <laughs> that's fun. Uh, so everybody's going to be like putting their sights on these few months in the calendar, and there's going to be some cannibalization there. Yeah, I, I really think that it's going to be a bad thing for the race promoters, and I strongly urge people to take a strong look at the, uh, the the calendar. And if there's a bike promotion company that that's what they do for a living, and you're just trying to put on your team's you know fill in the blank race. Maybe consider just punting until 2022 so that, uh, you know, they can continue to do their race promotion stuff. But even so, there's going to be promoters that are just promoters that are going to be putting on races that are going to be stepping on other people's toes. How, how do we deal with that situation? I mean, I guess just go to all the races, but if, even if they're the same weekend or, you know, if you're going to try and build for a massive road race and like the following weekend, you're going to go do another massive road race. I mean, is that something that you're going to be able to pull off? I, last year, um, I... I signed up for all the races. I did what Matt was talking about. I just signed up for them. And so I have, like, credits with all these races that didn't happen this year. Uh, and and the same thing's happening with our calendar. Um, there's three races I have signed up. They're all happening the same weekend. The Oregon Trail Gravel Grinder. Yep. That's the same weekend as Baker City Cycling Classic. Yep. Which is also the same weekend as the Tekelma Gravel Grinder. So... So I got to pick which one to do. You only get to do. You're gonna one. do them all, right, Lance? I'm, yeah, you can, well, two of them are like a. They're, there's bike, a five day race, a four day next. race. Yeah, could I just finish one and go to? No, that's time trial series. Yeah. <laughs> and they're across the state from each other. So yeah, so yeah, we're having that same issue. I mean, I mean, we had Mike Ripley on a few weeks ago, and that was one of my questions. Like, did you guys kind of try to coordinate calendars because it doesn't look like it? Yeah, because now I can't do the races I want to do for you, Mike. Yeah, you know. Well, so in, in the same breath too, like there are triathletes that like to go out and do some road bike racing, if I'm not mistaken, correct, Matt? And there's probably going to be a, a, a lot of overlap there as well. So we're going to be losing a lot of people. I don't think that we're going to see 
everybody come back and, and be standing in line out the door waiting to race their bike again. I think there's going to be this nervous he- hesitation of people coming back out there it's and being be in safe. these mass groups. So you're going to have that. You're going to have promoters stepping on each other's toes. And then you're going to have different disciplines pulling people. Like, you know, you're a, a gravel guy. But if there's a cyclocross race, which one are you going to go do? I'll do the cyclocross race. I'm better at that. Exactly. So the 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 customer that the promoter had that would have normally come out and done that gravel race, race yeah. but now that because they're going in the fall where there's a cyclocross race, you're going to go do cyclocross. I'm going to do the cyclocross that's race. Yeah. That's going to be a common problem. And I think that we're going to see some really no, low numbers, which begs the question, I mean, are we going to have organizations – to come in these years to come are we going to have i mean the racer is always going to race and they that they're the ones that, that win out of this whole situation it's like all right gee which one am i going to do right the race promoter's like oh crap how am i going to win these people over and then there's the race organization like uh, what are they doing to help out the promoters what are they doing to kind of spread things out what are, are they making the right decisions for the community in terms of letting these promoters put things on the calendars i guess you can't do anything about it if it's a, an unsanctioned race but I don't see a lot of people winning here. It seems like like the Washington State Bicycle Racing Association, they're doing more for the promoters than our local organization seems to be doing. I wouldn't disagree with you on so, that. So, I mean, they've offered some things for the promoters, like, you know, potentially paying for the porta potties or helping out with, um, you know, the flaggers. Yes, stipends for flagging. Yes. And. and maybe doing a little bit better job of race promotion, like trying to get the membership excited. They were offering discounts and deals. If you were to sign up by a certain date, you got your your membership for half off. Yes, correct. I mean, that was pretty fantastic. And I think that they're they're doing what they can. Are, are you seeing this kind of stuff happening in Colorado? Okay. I, I can't say that I know everything that's happening, um, but the BRAC is pleading for money, pleading for membership. Um, it's It's dire. And when, when you guys talked about, I think the racers win, maybe in the short term, but I think in the long term, it's going to be the most popular events will survive, and that will likely be the biggest uh, the biggest backed support. Right. Sure. So like your, your Garmin Unbound races, that race is going to survive no matter what, but at the cost of what other little races. Right. Um, the, the ability of the smaller promoters to be able to do their thing because it's not their main shtick. They're, they're not making their... their main income from that so if they have to make a choice of do i risk this amount of money or do i just say nope forget it i'm not going to do it then i think we're going to lose a lot more events and it's going to be more dire right do you think it'll be just a matter of like us reshuffling the deck and maybe promoters go away but maybe we'll hope and pray and fingers crossed that new promoters come up on the horizon and say you remember that race that we used to do back in the day let's put that on again i mean there's always that as a possibility correct do you guys understand? You track yeah. where I'm going. So, like, maybe we'll lose that promoter today, but the future promoter, maybe they they can come back into the mix and, and start putting on something new or maybe pull from an old. Uh, I, you know, I, that's hard to say. I mean, we've lost some, like, deer races here in the local area that um, I don't see on the horizon coming back, you know? Yeah. So, uh, would a new promoter be able to solve those issues? I I don't know. You You hope so. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I just I, I, don't, I I'm hopeful. I'm I'm the the eternal optimist, but I'm I'm not seeing a lot to be optimistic about. Especially after talking with promoters, even like some of the bigger ones that have been doing this for a long time, it's it's kind of a tough thing for them to put on a bike race in this day yes. and age. You know, it's becoming more and more expensive. Like insurances are going up. Um, 
Yes. You know, you talk with the, or you look at the different race organizations and the membership numbers are going down. Um, people are starting to venture off and do other things. I know that Matt's talked about this before with respect to triathlon. Like they're losing their membership people or their numbers to all of these different kinds of races like these uh, CrossFit games or these uh, mud runs mud runs or Spartan races. And, and they're losing people because of that. I think that we're losing some of the uh, the racers that we would normally need and want and have for the different events and different disciplines we put on to new things. Like everybody's super hot about gravel. I mean, you and I put out a video on YouTube and our YouTube channels tiny, you know, yep. and still in comparison, I mean, our, our every, even our one video that we put out that's had a lot of views was about gravel. It was about gravel. And like, yep. th that's when Lance and I were first doing this stuff, I'm still trying to figure stuff out. It's got terrible audio, but we, we covered some good stuff, but that's by far and away our most popular right. one. And then we just released another one about the BMC Wars, and that's looking like it's going to be pretty it's popular It's getting a well. lot of traction too. And yeah. questions and, and feedback. So gravel's hot right now, and a lot of that stuff is unsanctioned. And uh, the race organizations really haven't like put their, their their claws into it yet and adopted that. A lot of people are just kind of flying by the seat of the pants doing these things, and that's where people are going. Right. Is that going to be a, a death blow to organized, structured road racing? I don't think it completely will because people still want to race their road bikes. True. I mean, you just you're going to end up having to travel more, not do as many races. True. It's it's the weekly it's the weekly series that I think will save it. <laughs> there won't be as many big weekend, yeah. you know, road races or longer road races, but a weekly crit series or a weekly circuit series, that might be, be I, I think. I don't know. I'm talking out the side of my mouth. I don't know what I'm talking about. I think, <laughs> and, and this would be really hard for a triathlon to do, but we do a lot of group rides in Colorado, and they're obviously unsanctioned. And, you know, Wednesday Worlds or, or whatever you're going to call that race. And I see a ton of people get their kicks from that. They want yeah. to be fast for that Tuesday morning. They right. Be or they're quick. chasing Strava segments or something else. Yeah. So a race organizer, so they're, they're going to look. I teach economics. Uh, we're going to get economics on you. So if, if there's more uh, LaCroix companies and we see that LaCroix is making a lot of money, then uh, a investor is going to look and say, okay, making flavor bubbly water is really simple you just add a skittle and then a gallon of water <laughs> um, so as long as that is simple to do then people are going to be attracted to that but putting on a race is not simple no so anybody that wants to do that is going to have to make a big investment and if there's no money on the other side they're not going to take that risk no matter how much they love the sport it doesn't matter sure like that's why we see uh, baseball executives um, like the Ricketts, I'm a, well, a Chicago Cubs fan. They put a bunch of money into the Cubs, and it eventually stopped paying in wins. And they said, well, bring the bring the spending back, bring the spending yep. back. And then yeah. it tanked for decades. 108 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's simple economics, and I don't see it. it. I don't know that there is a high, happy, bright future uh, for bike racing. That's sad really does break my heart. I mean, I know that locally here we've got the weekly series the, the at the Portland International Raceway, and that still does pretty well. And I think at the end of the year, at the, when it's all said and done, when all the dust settles, I think the promoters still make a few bucks off of that, and there's good numbers that show up. And people can go out and they can get their race fix on a flat, closed course and, and whatnot. because they don't need flaggers. They it, don't need— Yeah, it's not cost prohibitive. Yeah. It's you a know, cross race on the racetrack. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So I, I just—again— uh, 
eternal optimist, eternally hopeful that things are going to work, and, and I want to be a part of the solution and not sit here and gripe about the problem. But, um, you know, there's definitely more that I think that the the promoters can do to maybe make this a, a better future, brighter future. Let's look at the bicycle industry. We've talked about this ad nauseum. It's just so many times we've talked about this, but you've got to take a look at it. I'm being told, and I got an email from Cannondale, that there are certain models of Cannondale bicycles that are already sold out for the entire 2022 Great. calendar. These bikes are bikes that we're not supposed to be able to get until January of 2022. They're already sold out for all of 2022. What's today's date? <laughs> it's March. For those, for those playing along, it's March 15th that we're recording this, 2021. So the, 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 the moral of the story is, People are buying bikes. People are out riding. People are out racing. If you look at like the likes of Strava and Zwift and, and all of the different you know trainer companies, every, everybody's got something bike-related going on. People are out doing this activity. How do we capture that? How do we capture that audience? Well, Zwift is like, what? We got bike racing free. You don't have to pay for a sign-up. You can just you know, get yourself a Zwift power account, and you can sign up for any race that you want to come yeah. be a part of, and it's free. Path just of least resistance. Exactly. Yeah, path exactly. of least resistance. So how Science. do we make this <laughs> the path of least resistance? How do we how do we capture that market? Where did they go, Lance? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. We we don't really even have a decent road race on our local calendar yet in the future. There's like potential races, but nothing is for certain. I'm well, there was um Kings Valley Road Race, but that's now been postponed. I don't I think. know. I don't know what the official. I mean, it's on the calendar, but it's not. There's zero information. I think somebody told me that it's been possibly postponed. I'm not 100 percent sure though. In Washington, they do have two road races on the calendar. I thought it was three: two uh, Vance Creeks and one Independence Valley. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. There's three, and um, when they released registration, there's field limit sizes of 30 Correct. because that's what the phase of Washington will allow at that point. They sold out like within days. Yeah. So the, those those thirty field limit sizes are are filled, actually in the men's. Yeah. Yeah. The women's fields haven't sold out yet. Go sign up. But, um, I, I mean that's encouraging that yeah. people still want to race their bikes. Yep. Y you know we've got several teammates that are going to travel three hours north to do a road race because we miss road racing, you know? Correct. So you, you would hope that there's some promise there, but I don't know how a promoter can, he's not going to make money if he, if his fields are all less than 30 or Correct. 30 or less. Well, it just depends on how many waves he can send out. And if he's getting some subsidies from the Washington state bicycle racing association, maybe it makes sense to stay relevant. You got to still stay in everybody's sights. Yeah, right? you're right. So where's the Washington register? Where's that bike support company getting their money from? Do they have a war chest somewhere? Uh, well, so the Washington State Bicycle Racing Association is just basically a governing body for the state of Washington. Sure. Um, that's a USAC deal. Um, they are very good about their cash management, from what I'm told. Um, they are run by a lot of volunteers, so their overhead is really low. And they have always just been, I don't want to say frugal, but I, from what I'm told, they've just been really good about always having money in reserves so that when it came time for something bad to come across the the land of bike racing that they would have the the financial wherewithal to make things happen and yeah. that's kind of where we're at now so they've got monies that they can throw at this and they've got you know their membership that's signing up and throwing money at it and i'm sure they've got some sponsors and things that they're doing i don't again i don't know them inside and out but you know what else helps what's that 
Washington has four times the population of Oregon. There's that too. <laughs> Is that math? <laughs> yeah, that's math. <laughs> Science. <laughs> um, I what do you know what their membership numbers are? Do they have anything on their website with respect to what their membership numbers no, look like? Uh, I'm sure I if we dug in there into their um their board of director meeting notes and whatnot, we could start to get some numbers on that. But we're all going to just speculate here. I can't imagine that they're much bigger than OBRA, but I don't know. Orga, OBRA being the Oregon Bicycle Racing Association. Can we talk about triathlon? Because that's something that doesn't lend itself very well to off-the-coof um, gravel-type unsanctioned it, racing. You're right. It Well, it deals with different challenges. Like, there's no... like. There's just there's there's no respect for like well there's some other event on this date like we're just I mean they're just gonna it's such a smaller situation triathlete races are not concerned about where you know what the cycling races are gonna do because they're not concerned about that affecting their race numbers I think that they they struggle from different problems uh, you I think you also get a little bit more of a novice type athlete that would potentially like the goal for that is like, can I finish this triathlon type situation? Whereas with bike racing, you have your bike team and you're hoping to, you know, cat up or whatever your goals are. A lot of times it's not to just finish. So I do think that the situation is very different for triathlons. Uh, again, you know, race promoters, they do, obviously they are going to struggle. They're going to struggle with the same problems, right? Like races are canceled, you know, race numbers are going to be, do we do and here in the Portland area, it's really one company. And so if they go down, it's, you know, it, it would look pretty rough around here for triathlon races um, completely. So again, then you get into a situation where triathletes are a little bit more willing to travel for some of the big stuff, you know, like the Ironman races or maybe a challenge race or something like that. But um, the rest of them are looking at kind of these local things, which would which would be difficult if that one company went down. I don't know what it's like in Colorado as far as triathlon goes, uh, but it might be similar. Yeah, I'm just interested in, is the demand still as high, you think, pre-COVID, or do you think triathletes have left the sport and are doing different things? I think you've got two things going on. You've got like a big group of triathletes that are just – you know, they were told they can't race, they can't do what they want to do this summer. And so they started doing other things like gravel riding or mountain biking or whatever. And now they're like, hey, I like this. This is what I'm going to do. Or maybe it's something completely different. Maybe, you know, they start a YouTube channel or they're mountain climbing or something. Who knows? Uh, but I think a lot of people are going to fall into that. The numbers for triathlon were already kind of sketchy. Like there was you know, triathlon numbers really kind of like peaked in maybe like 2016 or so. And they've been kind of on a downward spiral to from 2016 to 2019. Um, really, like you had this huge ramp up when it was added as an Olympic sport. Like people saw that, you know, in the London Olympics. And it was like, hey, this is a cool thing. I want to try this. And so you had this nice big ramp up, you know, all the way until it peaked. And then it hasn't been doing great. And then now it's like, going to drop off a cliff, right? Like, cause they're, you know, you go from not doing great to no races. And, you know, if the question is like, well, how is it going to do in 2021? We don't know. Like, I have no idea. Like maybe it'll come back. Maybe it'll come back half the volume. I don't know. I have no idea. It'll be hard. And we won't know until 
the whole season goes through and we start to look at the numbers after the fact. But I don't think it will be a positive uh, for our sport. Um, I would be very surprised if the numbers are up compared to 2019. I, I have a follow-up question. So an Ironman is a huge undertaking. People train for yep. nine months, 10 months a year. And once it's yeah, exactly. done, a, a lot of people don't necessarily stick with the sport. They kind of do yep. it and then I'm, I'm out. Bail. Do you yep. see a danger in that? Or do you see a sustainability issue in that? Is that part of why the sport's dropped that's, off? So that's always... So that's a problem that kind of predates all of this, right? So it's like, um, it's super common. People want, you, you've probably seen like the Iron Man tattoos and things like that. It's like people want the the fact that they can say they've done it and then they're good. Um, and, you know, I think like for my YouTube channel, the channel is like, hey, we want to promote the sport of triathlon. Uh, we want to get through or past that. And, you know, it's almost a, a matter of like, how do you tackle the sport if people want to just do it once and be done that's fine but it's kind of like hey there there is some beauty to this sport there is some beauty to running and and swimming and biking like we all get it like we love being out on our bike and it's kind of like we want people to make this a lifestyle uh the one and done thing doesn't really help in that regard that much and, and kind of okay with it because you know you do have an influx of money into the sport and that does help a lot of the you know the general I'd say like ability to grow of the sport at the same time, you know, you want those people to either catch the bug and kind of say like, I want to stick with this. These are things that I like to do. Uh, and it's tough to, to make that switch. Um, and I think, you know, obviously the race promoters would prefer that too, because then you've got recurring athletes coming to your races as opposed to, you know, this one and done type situation. Uh, but yeah, that's been a problem with our sport and it's been a bad problem. I don't think it's the same. You don't see that the same with cycling. You get more people that are in it for their lifetime um, in some regards. And I don't see it as much in running either. Like the running side of things, you feel like, I think there may be some of that with a marathon. You know, people want to finish a marathon, but I think Ironman is this weird thing where it, it has this kind of labeling connotation to it. Um, I don't know. Like, it's like, oh, you're tough. You did an Ironman, I guess. Like, I guess, you know, now you're done. So um, that's something that I've tried to push push back on on my channel and just been like, don't do triathlon one time and, and you know, take three years, build up for an Ironman. Sure, great, do it. That's awesome. But like over three years, you're going to fall in love with this sport. There's just so much beauty to each of these individual sports. And I think all of us get that, right? Like, we all talk about Saturday ride was Sunday. It was super, or sorry, Saturday ride was super sunny and it was super beautiful. I mean, we all were like in our element and that's what's great about our sport. And we just need to get that message out to some of these people that are like, I just want the tattoo or I just want the race medal. You know, that's, that's hard. That's tough. Do you think that they fully walk away from all of triathlon or just Ironman, just the long, like, grinding you know 10 12 14 15 hour event i think sad well i'm sure there's percentages but sadly i think a lot of it is they walk away from the entire sport really um some people will be like i really like cycling i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do cycling or you know another group will be like (laughs) sorry yeah another group will be like i really like the running part of it yeah that's what i'm gonna do and switch that but uh not as many like the swimming for some reason um, but I, 
I think a lot of people don't, you know, they don't go back and they do all all the small triathlon races, the sprints in the Olympics after they've done an Ironman. Uh, I think that, you know, someone like Evan, who's like in it for life, you know, he'll do an Ironman or whatever at some point, but like the Olympic races, I mean, like he's there to race, he's there to improve his time. He's there for the thick of it. He's always going to swim, bike and run. Uh, And, you know, I'm kind of like that too. Uh, You know, I definitely have my like running background or whatever, but like, you know, I, I'm probably always going to swim and bike. So uh, it's not necessarily about the medals or, you know, I don't have an Ironman tattoo or anything like that, but you know, I guess the day is young. (laughs) The day is young. So uh, yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's good. I mean, I just think, yeah, we just got to get everybody excited to get back out and doing all this stuff. I think that's first things first, got to get past all this COVID stuff. This COVID thing has really been, a thorn in everybody's side, unfortunately, and it is what it is. But we'll get there eventually. I just hope that we can all, you know, land on our feet when it's all said and done. And I hope that bike racing can come back around. And we've just got to figure out a way to, like, say, hey, shiny object, look over here, bike racing, because right. there's a lot of people that are going to be new to the sport that are fantastic athletes that are competitive or maybe want to just try their hand at some bike racing stuff. And we just got to do our best to get them involved. And I think that that's something that, that I know that the local bike racing organization doesn't do a very good job of. Um, I'm, I don't know about Colorado, if they do a really good job of like reaching into just the general cycling community, the, the non-racing community, and, and attract them into bike racing. Or if they just look at that like, oh, those guys are too young, too fast, too lean, too what everything. Uh, and I'm not going to do that. And I, I don't know what WSBA is doing, but what are, what are race organizations and promoters doing to attract people other than like, put up a, a flyer at the local bike shop and say, come check out my bike race. That's, that's a good question. I mean, I mean, first and foremost, teams. Targeted Facebook ads. Uh, teams <laughs> need to be ever-present at all of the local rides. They yeah. need to let people know what bike racing is about. They need to put on weekly rides that attract people that are going to want to come out there and kind of mix it up and have fun and go hard and kind of leverage the whole Strava thing into like what a bike race is. But bike racing on the whole, like for road racing especially, there are still events that are absolutely monstrously big, like STP, 10,000 people. Yep. You know, we got the the Pedal Pedal uh, Century down here, that's 3,000 people. We've got Reach the Beach, I'm sure that's a couple thousand people. Yep. There's those kinds of events all over the place, and people are coming out and doing that because, you know, they like to ride their bike. And a lot of those people probably don't even know what Obra or, or Brock or uh, WSBA is. And, that's and true. What if, you know, what if we had like a Fondo? more fondos on the schedule where like you let the racers go inclusive. Yeah. It was more inclusive. And like you let the racers go first and then everybody else go after that. And then people are going to see that. And then you've got the two communities kind of commingling and you can kind of have like a, a, um, like a friendly come on, come on out. We're going to do this thing. And the racers and competitive people can go do that. The people that want to do their just leisurely thing, they can do that. And they're going to financially support the promoter. Promoter is going to make some money because now we're not talking about like, Oh gosh, I hope we get to 150 or 200 people. We're talking about thousands of people. And would save a lot of people. Yeah, and then you don't necessarily have to have them follow the same route. You know, you can go out there and do your race, and maybe it can be a closed course, and the other people do some bigger route, and they're not stepping on each other's toes, running each other over. I mean, you've just got to start thinking outside of the box. Like, how do we get all of these people interested in the same thing to, to come together and, and look at what each other are doing? Yeah. So, the Lodija race, yeah. the race from Logan to Jackson, yeah, two hundred mile race. There's a different course for the racers than for the riders. Yeah. 
Yeah. You don't want them commingling. You don't yeah. want people getting run over or hurt. So yeah. do something similar to that. That kind of format, I think, me personally, is what we need to start adopting. We need to start looking at that so that we can bring this massive group of people that have bought up all of the bikes on the market and um, you know want to go out there and, and start trying their hand at something new. We need to get them out there, and, and the teams need to help make that happen and, and you know support the promoters and, and kind of start pulling it together. I think that mountain biking will be just fine. I think the gravel scene will be just fine. Yep. Time trials never really stopped too much, <laughs> so right. they'll, they'll be fine for the most part. But road racing, that I think that they need to start doing things different. They can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect different results. It's just not going to happen. It's a new day and a new new age. Anything else you guys want to add to this? I think the the Peloton, the whole Peloton craze, is like this like boom. Yeah, all of us are like, oh crap, Peloton. That's but you know what? We need to be like the exact opposite. We need to be like, hell yeah, Peloton. Those people need to step outside onto the real, you know, right. road. Well, you and, must be so fast. You should come out to our group run on Wednesday nights. <laughs> you're going to crush all of us. <laughs> I mean, you're laughing. I am dead serious. I think we need to be like, you know, that we talk about like putting the local flyer at the, you know, at the local bike shop. Like we need to be like, hey, Peloton people, like step outside and yeah, you're, you're probably have some fitness and like, that means you can ride with us and, and we can have fun and we can do all these cool things. And then the next step is maybe try road racing or whatever the next step is. But like, that is a market that's just massive. And I mean, we talk about like yep. all these new people that are new on bikes with, um, with the pandemic, but there's, there's probably even more so of this Peloton craze that's going on right now. I mean, that, that is, it's that unbelievable phenomenon that I don't think you know, cycling teams or race promoters have even really thought of how to tap into. Matt, you're uh, 100% but it's there. correct. Yeah. We don't know what and to do with it. we need to take it. advantage of it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what to do with it yet. But, like, I had an at least an hour-long conversation with my neighbor about Peloton and how he's, like, finishing in the top 10% of these Peloton workouts. And I'm like, let's go ride. I, and it's not going to be, like... A, and it's you not like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to like crush them or play, you know, not about that. Like, I just want to have a new person to ride with, you know, you it's go. like, let's, let's do it. And I want him to, um, be passionate about cycling, you know, not just on an indoor Peloton thing, but like outside in the real, in the real world. So it's possible. So it's possible. Matt, r- real quick, you're a triathlete. I'm a cyclist. Lance is a cyclist. Kit, you're a cyclist. Yes. Not a yep. triathlete, right? <laughs> Not anymore. I retired. Gotcha. I did half Ironman and I quit. What do you call a person who only rides on a Peloton? A Ooh. spinner? No, it's not a spinner. We got to come up with a name. We got to coin a term for them so we can start inviting said people out to our races. Peloton elite? <laughs> Pelotoner? <Yeah>. Pelotononian? <laughs> Pelotelite? <laughs> yeah. uh, name to wee come wee. soon. Wee wee. <laughs> This was a good conversation, you guys. I uh, I think it was good. I think that we come out of this with some good points and uh, some good questions. But I think that some uh, people need to start putting on their thinking caps and thinking about how to think outside of said box and attract these people and help the promoters. And yeah, come to the tear your legs off dial ride on Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. If you're new to cycling, that's the place to that's go. That's the place to go. Come <laughs> that's where you want to, yeah. With a bunch of other idiots. All right, so let's jump into one last th- thing. Uh, Kit, this is where we get to say anything. You get to, uh, you're not, I'm not going to make you go first, not going to put you on the spot just yet, but you get to say anything, one last thing before we uh, call this a day. Um, people calling me here. Sorry about that, BMC. Um, 
just sent the Pimpsy to voicemail. Pimpsy to voicemail? Yeah. Is that a smart Ooh. choice? Bring me cookie. <laughs> I think that my <laughs> iPad did without me even doing anything. But anyhow, sorry, Andrew. Um, Matt, you want to start us off with one last thing? Sure. I'm talking all kinds of heart rate monitors for for the next – well, the video isn't out yet. It actually – I haven't even made it. But I'm going to try to have it made and out before – like this podcast goes live. So Ooh, this podcast is recorded. Two, four, six, eight. Oh, no. I, this is the beginning. <laughs> this is just like, yeah, eight, eight, is just the beginning, there. right? Do you uh, have a ticker fit? I could wear those and not have to wear clothes. I kind of like that you, idea. Yeah, yeah this I, is the thing. Do you wear all of them at one time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can we get a picture of that? You should see. Podcast? You, this is just the ones that I'm not wearing right now. <laughs> uh, oh. How soon so before you running up and running up and down your street in a speedo wearing those, so I can tell my daughter oh, to yeah. not go over to her that. your neighbor's house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna want to get a video of this. No, um, I even this weekend I was just doing stupid stuff, and my neighbors were like with their phones, like recording, like here he goes again doing something <laughs> stupid. Um, but that's for a different video, which will come out soon enough. Uh, the heart rate monitor video, yeah, the goal would be to have that one out before this podcast goes live on the podcast. You know, YouTube video, yes, we're, we're doing those live streaming these. Uh, but this particular heart rate monitor video is basically all the data that I've kind of collected over the past couple months on heart rate monitors, kind of which one is the best in early 2021. Uh, that's working title. You know, if you guys have ideas for titles, let me know. And uh, yeah, so it's just kind of a big collection of stuff. So most affordable, you know, most features and kind of my favorite heart rate monitors currently on the market. So I've got a lot of stuff and I'm going to give one away because I got too many heart rate monitors. I should probably be giving away like 10 of them because I have, I literally have like a dozen heart rate monitors. You're going to disinfect them? No, in fact, just the opposite. (laughs) Reinfect them. Disinfect. (laughs) I'm going to re-in-sweat. I'm going to, it's like quite like this. So... Matt, this past weekend I, I ran into you. Are you still under embargo to talk about what it is that you and I briefly talked about on Saturday? Yes, ah, probably. All right, well, we'll pass on that. It's cool stuff, though, that Matt got to play with this weekend. I'm I'm quite jealous. He's uh he's becoming Mr. Big Time now. He's like yeah, he's, there's ooh, there's DC yeah, Rainmaker and then not not a too far second place down. Wait, wait, wait. Mr. I'm Matt way above DC Rainmaker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your English is better. Uh, who? I think he speaks like eight languages, but yeah. yeah. Matt and Ray are actually becoming friends. Kind of funny. I like, like that. They, we're, they, they we're, big, we're BFFs. Yeah. Are you guys gonna race? <laughs> oh, yeah, who wins will. in a race? It's a uh, it's an eating competition. <laughs> and, uh, awesome. It's gonna be a close battle. Cool. All right. <laughs> Kit, one last thing. Yeah. Um, so I, shameless plug, I work with a charity called Gophergram and we're all about mental health and wellness and how sport helps you get there. Yes. Um, and then I'm, I'm also, so I'm a cancer survivor and I, we also just lost a glorious human uh, to a very evil uh, brain cancer, very unusual brain cancer as well. And I want you guys to know that in this pandemic, one thing that has totally taken a huge hit are charities and research. Oh. So... I understand a lot of us are not secure in our jobs, uh, but if you are in a place of security and you feel uh, able, I, I recommend that you, you find a charity that you support and, and donate to them and continue to donate them because charity has been hit really hard by the pandemic as well. Now, is there a particular charity name that you want to toss out there right now that maybe we can post up in the uh, the comments or the, the links? Oh, heavens. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, spot. I know, I know. <laughs> I've, gone, I've gone brain dead. Um, <laughs> Tell you what, how about I give you a minute it's or two? It's the one on your kit that you were talking with me about, right? Well, go for Graham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the website for that that people can go to? Um, it would be uh, so G, uh, like G O, and then the number four, and then Graham d- at uh, dot org. Graham? Yeah. Graham. G R A M? G R H A M. Okay, yes. that's why I ask because I can't spell. I can't spell either. Great. Dyslexic. Sweet. <laughs> Go check that out. Love we that. will post that up when the podcast comes out on Wednesday on our Facebook page, and yep. we'll put it in the comments of the old YouTube channel once uh, once that's all done and posted and rendered fun stuff. So, Mr. Evan Price, welcome back to the table. Oh, I was here the whole time. I was just barely <laughs> on a screenshot there and just got really quiet for a bit. He is that pale. And then, ju- <laughs> and then ju- the light was just hit me at the wrong angle, so I was see-through. Yes. <laughs> One last thing, bud. Um, my one last thing is that uh, we've got a budding little juniors triathlon crew that seems to be yeah. starting to bubble up, which is pretty exciting. Um, anybody who you know has interested kids in the sport of triathlon or in the, any of the three sports, don't be afraid to reach out to us. It's it's good that the kids kind of get a a. Gr- a group training environment. Triathlon is not a highly attended sport uh, across the country. Neither is cycling as much as I love cycling in both and triathlon. So if we can give these kids a little bit of a group, and if you have kids that are interested, I think it'd be awesome if in this community we could build a team because there are some junior triathlon teams that have fallen off recently and it is kind of sad to, to see. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's unfortunate. They, there's not a lot of coaching for them here in the Pacific Northwest. I think they, what was not? I know a couple, one coach in bend. (laughs) Yeah. And now yeah. we've got Evan Price. And Evan Price's schedule is, is slightly full. full. So there's <laughs> so. I but yes, we, we have organized a group that is very self I mean, these are some self sufficient kids. They're way smarter than I yeah. was when I was sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. So yeah. Get Not hard. Yep. Not hard. Yeah, low bar. <laughs> low bar. Very, very low bar. But yeah, I, it's 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 a good budding group and I'm excited for them. Yeah, we've got some good help that just came on board with us as well. Thank mm-hmm. God, because I suck at that because I'm so stinking busy and Evan's know, so yeah. busy. So um Misty Wick, thank you so much. Yes. Yep. You are a kids godsend. De- kids deserve more than the time that I can give right now. So <laughs> yes, that's so, for yeah, sure. Good things on the horizon for the juniors program here. So mm-hmm. cool. Lance, one last thing. Uh, I'm gonna race my bike again. In this you don't weekend. say. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> um, doing a mountain bike race called Echo Red to Red. Uh, it is our first mountain bike race on the Obra calendar. Yep. Go figure. Um, yep. We'll have many, many teammates out there yes. racing. Is that time trial or did they switch that over to mass? It is time wait, trial. D- time trial? It is still time okay. trial. So there still are field limits, and it is time trial format. So a little bit different than years past, but we yeah. are going to race. Paige Edwards, we had her on oh, about a month or so ago. Yeah. Her dad was asking me some questions last night about it. And I'm like, I don't know. He was saying something about there's going to be, I think, 10 pro women there oh, racing. Fantastic. It, and Paige is like, just like giddy. And it's she's super it's sold out. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, and I was wondering, based on the numbers, are they doing a like wave start or mass start, or they're still sticking with the time trial? I, format? They're still sticking with time trial, as far as I know. Still sticking with time trial. Gotcha. So that's pretty interesting. It's in the little tiny town of Echo, Oregon, which Echo, is Echo. not far from. That. I knew that was coming. Uh, it's not far from Pendleton, so like yeah. it's like three hours away from the Portland area, but um, it sold out, so it should be fun. Lots of teammates going to be there. Should be a good time. Yeah, uh, I didn't get on that list. I know. Not, not coming. I don't that know. Makes me sad. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my one last he'll thing. Be, he'll be on a road race. Yeah. Soon. So my one last thing is that we are getting back to our outdoor rides. We've already talked about it. We're going to tear some legs off. So did we come up with a name yet? Guys? The Leg Ripper. The Leg Ripper. The Fluffy Bunny. 
The fluffy bunny <laughs> leg ripper. The pink camisole. The quad tickler. <laughs> quad tickler. We have no good name yet. Not the quad tickler. Don't, <laughs> don't pick that one. Please don't pick that one. How about just the tickler? <laughs> the oh, tickler. Geez. How about this? We can't know because that's what me, Dustin, and David tried to call one of our rides. It's always like, is this inappropriate? I was like, Wait, it, it was not until somebody made it. It is inappropriate <laughs> now. What about Pestic Pesticue. Oh, that's not bad. Or just, and then in parentheses, watermelon. <laughs> Pample moose. The watermelon. Pample ride? moose is still my favorite. Pample moose? Oh, geez. Uh, well, how about this? If you want to find out what we name said ride, you can go to Strava and you can join the Dialed Cycling Club page. And you'll you get go. an invite and it'll have the title right there in the. We should make that a Patreon vote thing. If you're a Patreon <laughs> right now, <laughs> comment on the YouTube. Yeah. Whichever one we like the most, we'll pick. I like that. Yeah. Evan like Price that. came up with something we, good. Oh, my God. I did. I contributed today. <laughs> Kit was giving me crap all day for not ever contributing to anything. So. Kit, Kit seizing. Kit seizing. Hit the control <laughs> delete right there. Restart. Restart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Evan gets a pat on the back. So, Well, cool. Um, we will post that up, though, very soon, and that will be a ride that we will push all the way through the summer. And somebody else asked me, hey, you remember that ride that you guys did before pandemic times on Fridays? I'm like, yeah, the Fog Hat Ride. Fog Hat Friday. Fog Hat Friday. Slow ride. Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. Yeah. That would be Not great for some Leghorn. of our newer 100% coming back. I see, I see, I see. Yep, we've got yeah. a lot of newbies, and that's going to be a great way for us to connect with that community so we can say, hey, we're going to go nice and slow. Nice. We're going to just talk your ear off about bike racing the whole yep. time. So uh, those will be starting At 12 back 12 miles an hour. Yeah, those They'll want to <laughs> go faster. Yes. <laughs> as soon as we have some more consistently good weather on Fridays, we'll start bringing those back as well. So. And then, like always, we've got our Saturday rides. Uh, Matt, do you, what video do you have coming up this coming week? Is it just the heart rate monitor? You're still working heart on Heart rate it? monitors, yep, heart rate monitors, and then uh, a couple other things. I've got one where I'm going to actually talk about um, a lot of pro triathlon YouTube channels that will come up uh, next week as well, and then some future product announcements, and then, uh, yeah, cool stuff. A lot of fun stuff coming up on the channel. Can, I'm really can, excited. Can Lance and I book you for a, a showing here? What's your What's your fee? Yeah. For oh, uh, one of our for one of our uh, cool. yeah, podcasts, no, or not podcasts, but one of our YouTube videos, you, yeah. you available. I'm happy to help. Yeah. Um, in fact, Lance mentioned something about like uh, talking about Garmin versus Wahoo, and I was like, my ears perked up, and I was like, I've got um, two products from Garmin that uh, are on the shelf behind me, and it's like the 5:30 and the 10:30 that need to be okay. tested and reviewed and sent off to some lucky winner or whatever so it is so here's what i want to do if you're okay with it you're not going to come into our studio we're going to get on bikes and we're going to do uh, a youtube video on bikes yes i've got all the microphones cool. i've got great. everything set up i've got everything that we can do to make this thing happen i think it could be kind of fun mm -hmm. so if matt you're open how many heart rate monitors should i wear 14 <laughs> all of them uh, it's a bring your own heart rate 14 monitor. <laughs> yeah. awesome all right this thing's getting a little long in the tooth let's say goodbye an hour and a half in. <laughs> all right thanks for watching the Evan dial podcast on youtube thanks for listening on uh, your youtube platform and again if you want to become a patreon yourself go to let's <laughs> over here playing air guitar go to you <laughs> i'm doing the lead out music uh, for the record cassie's actually yeah. walking, watching right now which means that she might actually hear <laughs> the, the, the outro, <laughs> <laughs> the, outro. <laughs> the bumper music uh, if you want to become a patron or if you want to help support the show you can go to dialpodcast.com if you want to watch the the youtube uh version of this podcast live stream you can go to youtube.com cycling one more time matt where can people go to watch all of your glorious videos youtube.com slash m legrand don't go to the other matt legrand i mean unless you want to hear great music yeah unless you want to see a six-pack of great music yes 
Kit, thanks for coming on today. Everybody else, thank you for listening and watching. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.